You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What do they got in third and 14? No protection again! Sack off the edge! Trayvon Walker joining the party. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. As we look forward to the NFL Draft, just a couple weeks away, a couple Thursdays from now, the first round of the NFL Draft. Joining us right now to talk some NFL Draft, Matthew Friedman, Director of Content at Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros and his latest mock draft is up. I was taking a look at it. And, Matthew, uh, we played you in with the highlight of Trayvon Walker, defensive lineman from Georgia. And yesterday, some buzz out there, uh, Mike Garofolo and Peter Schrager, that maybe Trayvon Walker could be in play at number one. Matthew, what's your thought on that? And, and do you think it's worth a bet, I'm at, I'm Trayvon Walker potentially being the number one overall pick in this draft? Yeah, I, I think Trayvon Walker actually might have a higher ceiling than Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson is more of the high floor guy, the you know, kind of quote unquote sure thing, but Walker might have the more raw talent given his physical profile. Uh, I will say that in the most recent mock I have, Aiden Hutchinson is number one for me. I do think that is the likeliest outcome. But in a previous version, I did have Trayvon Walker number one. I would say more as an act of defiance because everyone seems to be putting Aiden Hutchinson number one in their mock. And I will say, I do have a bet at plus 350 for Trayvon Walker to go number one. I do think there actually is some value on that number in the market. Matthew, what numbers, any sort of prop you want, if we're talking about over-unders, one pick, two pick, three pick, what has moved the most uh, that really stands out to you? And what are some specific wagers that you expect to move over the next couple of weeks? I mean, that's interesting. We we can continue to talk about the number one pick. I mean, okay. that number has been out there for a long time, and we have seen a lot of movement. At first, Kayvon Thibodeau was the highest rated player within the numbers on the market. And then it shifted to Evan Neal, and then Akim Aquanu, And then we saw the Jags, franchise tag came Robinson and immediately the market shifted to Aiden Hutchinson number one and now it is starting to shift towards Trayvon Walker and so I mean at different points depending on when you were betting you could have gotten great numbers or you know terrible numbers on all of these guys and I think we will continue to see the market shift away from Aiden Hutchinson the closer we get towards the staff and closer to uh, Trayvon Walker as increasingly we see more buzz in his market building up. And then I will also say the number three pick is really interesting. Now, of course, at number two, 
There's some heat about the Lions potentially going with Malik Willis at quarterback. I kind of don't buy that. I think if Trayvon Walker is there at number two, he's the likeliest option. But at number three, the Texans, who knows what they're doing, right? They have so many needs on their roster uh, that I think there's some opportunities there. And I think Evan Neal at plus 325, Trayvon Walker at plus 500, Kyle Hamilton at 11 to one, Kayvon Thibodeau nine to one. I think all of those guys offer some value at the number three pick. There's been a lot of talk about Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau, but what about an edge rusher, you know, further down the board, like George Karlaftis from Purdue? Is there any value on him or someone like that? Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at the mock drafts, and so I will say I'm not a, a film-based guy. I mean, I will you know look at some film, but I know that is not my strengths. I'm more of a numbers guy. So I will look at an index of mock drafts across the market. I would say mock drafts by people who have been predictive with their mock drafts in the past, people who are pretty good at doing this exercise year in and year out. And Karloftis, although I think he has real NFL potential and is a, a pretty polished player. I think he's a near lock to go in the first round. I don't see there being value in him to go in the top 10 or to be the first defensive lineman taken in the draft. There's just nothing resembling that type of heat within the mock drafts that I have surveyed to this point. And I'm curious for you and uh, as you do your mock draft and, and, and kind of, um, talk to your audience about what you think, where you think the value is on betting. How much do you weigh the predictive mock drafts, the database you have of, of people that have done this for a while and, and are pretty good at guessing where these guys are going to go versus insiders, right? Like those nuggets that drop, but Peter Schrager on an NFL network, who's obviously very connected within some front offices around the NFL. Um, you know, Mike, Mike Garofolo, again, connected in the NFL. When they start throwing things out yesterday, day before about Trayvon Walker, how do you weigh that? versus the mock draft database you've been putting together here and, and kind of come up with what you think is, is maybe the right way to go. Yeah, it's interesting. In a lot of cases, not always, but in many cases, the mock draft database tends to precede some of the heat that we hear coming out. Uh, so Trayvon Walker uh, increasingly has moved up draft boards. And I saw that reflected in the mocks before uh, Traeger and Garofolo and other people started talking about Trayvon Walker as uh, a number one option. So it's, it's not always the case that the mocks precede the, uh, the insider information that tends to leak out, but sometimes uh, that is the case. But generally, the mocks I'm looking at, um, I think that they are predictive enough because the people who are doing them tend to be connected to either insiders directly or people who are reporters who themselves are connected to insiders. Uh, and so the mocks tend to be fairly predictive. But that said, you always have to know the weaknesses of the system that you're using. And uh, I do think that there tends, especially this close to the draft, uh, there tends to be some groupthink. So I always have to adjust for that a little bit in the mock drafts. Matthew, let's, uh, let's dial it back for people that may have just dabbled on betting the the NFL draft or any draft really, and let let's talk um, betting strategy. Do you bet early and late? Are you checking this stuff on a daily basis? If if you have a position that you think could be wrong at number one, number two, or, or you talked about all the possibilities at number three, uh, should pe should people 
look for another position or just stick with your guy and hope it falls your way uh, with draft position. Are you looking at the possibility of betting early and then maybe draft day you can find some sort of a middle? Can you just talk about your process with strategy? Yeah. So last year, this is an embarrassing number for me to put out there. I bet almost 300 different bets on, on the NFL draft. It was ridiculous. I was obsessed with it, uh, but it was a fascinating draft. And I also thought that we had compared to this year, uh, quite a bit of certainty at the top of the draft about what certain teams might do. And so in that situation, I felt it was uh, more advantageous for me to go heavy and to take more of a, a buying and selling type of approach uh, with the draft. This year, there aren't as many props out there uh, as we saw last year. And I think the draft has a little more uncertainty. You know, you see that just reflected in the top two picks. Last year at this point, it was just known. Two quarterbacks at the top of the draft. We knew who those guys were. This year at the top of the draft, there's much more uncertainty. So this year, I have waited a little bit longer to approach the draft. And so my hope is that this year, there's less buying and selling, less hedging out of positions, and more of a straightforward, this is what I'm seeing in the market. I think there's value in this number, and this is the position that I am going to take. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Matt, I saw um, some of the bets you placed already, and it looks like Derek Stinley Jr. out of LSU, under 12 and a half is a bet you've already placed. Walk us through that one. Yeah, so Stingley had a fantastic true freshman season at LSU. After that year, he looked like he would be a a sure first rounder, you know, probably the first cornerback off the board whenever he would eventually declare. And then the two years after that, he fell off a little bit, battled some injuries. You know, there were questions about, you know, effort and things like that. And so he didn't have quite the hype entering this year that uh, a couple of years ago, you know, draft prognosticators thought he would, Uh, but he destroyed his pro day. I mean, he looks great. Uh, he w- hadn't been all that long uh, coming off of an injury. So he didn't have much time to prepare for the pro day. And even with that, he looked great. And he was already starting to move up uh, mock drafts a little bit. And so you look at the teams within the top 12 that potentially could go cornerback or we'll say best player available. Uh, it's conceivable as early as number eight with the Falcons, depending on how the draft board goes, he could go. Maybe the Giants, actually prefer him to Ahmad Gardner. So maybe he could go at number seven. You could see Washington at number 11 and then the Vikings at number 12. That is a very popular destination spot for Derek Stingley, number 12 to the Vikings, because they certainly need help at the cornerback position. If you look at just how decimated that unit has been for them over the past couple of seasons. So Stingley could fall past number 12 to the Vikings, but I think that is the likeliest place he goes. So under 12 and a half at that time, I thought that was a good bet for him. His number now in the market is 10 and a half, which I think is probably the right number. 
We're talking to Matthew Friedman here, Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros. Matthew, uh, you had put on your last mock draft, you had made a few bets so far on the 2022 draft, including both uh, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett to be the number one quarterback draft. You got them both to plus money, obviously, at different moments there. Um, but it's great because, obviously, I think one of them will be the number one quarterback pick. But right now, if you had to guess right now, if you had a bet right now, who do you think the first quarterback off the board will be on April 28th? I think it's Kenny Pickett, and I've actually doubled on that position. I did it just yesterday. Uh, plus 175 was the number that I got a uh, month ago. That number was still available in the market yesterday at one book, and I grabbed it. Uh, I am skeptical about Malik Willis going number two to the Lions, especially in a, a quarterback class like this when they have the number 32 pick, the number 34 pick. They could afford to wait. I believe, on the quarterback position. And if they like Malik Willis, if he drops down the board, maybe they can trade back up and get him and they don't need to spend the number two pick on him. So if Malik Willis doesn't go number two, then it looks like the Carolina Panthers at number six might be the first realistic place a quarterback could go. And although I will say I prefer Malik Willis to Kenny Pickett, I think Willis with his rushing ability has maybe more raw upside, but Pickett might be more of the NFL ready quarterback. And he has a connection to head coach Matt rule who aggressively recruited him when he was the head coach at temple years ago. So there is a connection there. Maybe this time he thinks he can land Pickett. So if both of those guys are available at number six, and I think they will be, I give the edge to Pickett right now over Malik Willis. Yeah, certainly, certainly key. Trying to figure out what these teams are going to do. Not the right decision, not what you would do, but that's what we're betting on, what exactly these teams are going to do. Uh, Matthew, earlier we talked about some of the newsmakers and the impact they can have on the betting markets when they throw things out there on Twitter or you'll hear stuff I'm he I'm hearing, I'm told. And we all know this is, a, this is the lying season. And with that said, we still fall for it from time to time. And, and we talk about some of the steam and we see it. Are, uh, this is just us. Are there any mock drafts specifically that you look at that are under the radar? Not the newsmakers. They, they don't have a million followers, but, but you feel like they usually have a pretty good beat on, uh, on where the market is or what these teams are going to do. And, and it helps you kind of bring some clarity uh, to what you, you think these teams are thinking going in. I mean, you're, you're asking for the secret sauce, but um, I, I know, man, <laughs> I was hoping we could talk for like 10 minutes and then maybe you would uh, open up a little bit since it's just us. You know, how, how about like one? How about one? Because I'm sure you've got a list of five to 10 that you love to look at. Yeah, there are. I will say, you know, I've curated a list over the past really 10 years, but uh, a few who are known, who are out there, who are very good. Josh Norris, uh, who works with Underdog, you know, one of the, the fantasy platforms out there. He had a fantastic mock draft last year, straight up nailed the 16 of the 32 first round picks. Uh, he has a mock draft that was released a few days ago. Uh, he tends to be aggressive with his mock. And so, you know, some years his mock can be spot on. And then some years you look at it and it's like, yeah, that wasn't close at all. But it is nice to view his mock and to see the point where he's being aggressive on particular players. Because my sense, I haven't, I haven't verified this with him, but my sense, knowing Josh, knowing his background, is that 
he is taking stands on certain players because of what he is hearing from people in different organizations. And so he is one of the mock drafters that I believe to be a little more plugged in than most of the mock drafters you'll see in the industry. His mock draft is one that I always consult, and he had a fantastic mock last year. Just about a minute left. Quickly, I know you mentioned you had about 300 bets um, last year. How many will you have this year? Uh, I'm thinking that might end up being around 50 uh, by the time it's all said and done, uh, you know, which is still maybe a little embarrassing. What I have found is that draft day is actually a pretty decent day to be entering the market because at that point, that is the one day all year, every sharp mock drafter will have a fresh mock available for people to see. And I trust my ability to leverage that information more than the sports books. So I will probably be going heavy the first day of the draft. Yeah, no reason to be embarrassed. This is a safe space. We'll have, we'll have close to as many as the show, I'm sure. Listen, we really appreciate you hopping on, Matthew. Matthew Friedman, Director of Content, Fantasy Pros, and Betting Pros on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. We'll go off the board next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.